fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Your friends don't play fantasy? LOL. What a bunch of nerds. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, we got a good show for you. Wednesdays are always great shows, guys. But this is a special Wednesday show. This is going to be the best episode of the best episode, the Wednesday show, of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. I'm really excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. Hello, Heath and Jamie. Hey. Hi, Adam. I have a, I have a regulators for you. Do you really? Yes. You want to hear it? Um, do I want to hear it? What do you think? Does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah, let's hear it. I, I get really annoyed by commissioners that do fab that don't do zero bids. Oh, bids. 100%. You don't and have to, like, I have a, something really important to say. I'm, and I'm going to call him out publicly. Here's what it is. Uh, there you go. That's all I wanted to say. All right, call him out. Who does fab with no zero bids? It is a good friend of ours. Oh, I someone that we know. It's not me. It's not you. It's not, it's not Dave. He. Is it Dave? It's Dave. It's Dave. Come on, Dave. Dave runs two of our leagues. I do every other league that we do at CBS as a staff. Dave does two of them. Two auction leagues that we have, and both of them, there are no zero dollar. Does he know this, or is he just? Did he not? I don't this? know. So tell just, him. I'm sure he agrees. No, no, he's going to listen to this, and he's going to go, oh, because Chris Towers also ran our Buffalo Wild Wings draft without zero dollar. How do you? I mean, it's, and it's, I it's said, hey, sense. let's get zero dollar bids in there, and he changed it. So I think just be reasonable, and I feel that has been regulated. Yes, well, we, if anybody's going to change things as a commissioner, it would be Adam Azer. That's he right. Loves to go, go back and change things. So I, yeah, I don't think you can't. You can't change it now. No, He's, you can't change it now. It's he too. goes and changes scores, draft picks. And did you change a score in the league for somebody recently? I Not exactly. Uh, Did, what, is their score the same today as it was yesterday? Let me explain. So, so Brooks, did you change their score? No, I didn't actually. Brooks in, I changed their lineup. Brooks in our podcast oh, league had an illegal lineup. Wait, wait, he, he beat me in one league. Can you change the lineup? So hold I have on, hold on. This, this <laughs> listen, listen, this, I, this is what happened. So, uh, Brooks in our podcast league had an illegal lineup and he took a zero for the week and he lost. I went back and I changed his lineup and I put Peyton Barber, who was on a bye, in his lineup. He still lost, but I he'll get the points for tiebreaker purposes. Well, I, why? He had zero. Because he, yeah, he he had one fewer player in it. He didn't have an RB2 in his lineup because it was like 1257 instead of 1255, and he ran out of time to put Joe Mixon in. If he had put Joe Mixon in, he would have won the week. So I wasn't going to let him win the week, but I'm not going to let this guy take a zero because he had one fewer player in his lineup. That's ridiculous. I feel perfectly fine with this decision. I will so not So if he be knocks bullied. you out of the playoffs because he has more points than Good you, for you him. He deserves it. He deserves it. He, he deserves it? He should have gotten a win. He he he. No, I'm not... See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Wow. Like, I'm not such a stickler of the rules. That Adam's gonna... leagues are actually best ball leagues. We just didn't know it. <laughs> you, you have to email him afterwards and tell him who you wanted to start. You know what I can't wait for, guys? <laughs> I can't wait for the Sunday night game. Like, this is the most excited I've been about a Sunday night game in a very long time. Kansas are City. Are you calling it on Wednesday? No. No, no, no. I need some time to think about that. I mean, no, you don't. Uh, team name Tuesday on a Wednesday. The Magic Marpet ride. Magic Marpet ride. He signed a contract extension, Ali Marpet. So that's my team name Tuesday. Let's do buy low, sell high. We have more team name Tuesday later. Uh, we have more regulators later. We have a special surprise later for Jamie and Heath. And we are drafting the first round as if the season were to start today. What's our uh, new top 12? We're going to draft the first round. Let's do buy low, sell high. Heath, who's a buy low? It's not often that you can say the number one running back in fantasy football is a buy low. But Alvin Kamara is a buy low today. Um, he is people not the number are one running back. scared oh, of what they saw in the most recent game, and they're overreacting to it. And I've seen two trades on Twitter in the last 24 hours. It was not getting anywhere close to top five, top ten running back value for Alvin Kamara. I, I as an Alvin Kamara owner, got offered yep. a trade for him from uh, another friend of ours, another colleague of ours. Who resides in North Carolina? Dave. No. 
I don't know. Will Brinson. Oh, Will. Um, you said he lives in North Carolina. Ah, well, it's just Dave was the answer to the first one, so I just was going. Uh, with so it. Will offered me in a PPR league, Tevin Coleman and Tyree Kill. That's exactly the type of offer I want to make for Alvin Kamara. That's 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 a bad trade. Yeah. Kamara is number one in PPR. He's number two in uh, non PPR. Sixteen points behind Todd Gurley, but he is eighteen more catches than Todd Gurley. Uh, all right, so is he still a top five overall player in your mind? In PPR, yes. In PPR, he's very close to that. I'd probably put him between five and ten, but he's he's right there. Spoiler alert. So we're going to do the draft later. So I have my top 12 written out. I have Christian McCaffrey ahead of Alvin Kamara. That's your team. I think that makes sense. That's so, yeah. So I don't have Kamara as the top five player. I have him seventh in PPR. But uh pretty interchangeable, I'd say. Okay, Kamara, buy low. People are freaking out. Jamie, how about you? I'll stick with the same guy for the last month, Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah, I have a juicy Rob Gronkowski offer that I really want to take because I am so into it. I won't go into it. I don't know nobody cares. But, yes, I agree. I want Gronk. I think there's huge production coming, Jamie. Of course. I mean, look, he's he's only going to get better. The touchdowns will come in bunches. It's been very frustrating. But this is uh, – I think it's going to be an interesting week. He sees uh, the guy who's passed him in terms of what people would rank the hierarchy of tight ends on the other side of the field. And I think he puts on a show Sunday night. All right, so get yourself Gronkowski. Get yourself Alvin Kamara. How about some sell high guys? What do we got? Be I mean, aware. I think Isaiah Crowell is the obvious one. Well, okay, so obviously, like, he's a top 10 running back right now in fantasy. So if you could trade him for a top 10 running back, it makes sense. Broad question, though, do you think Isaiah Crowell is a good fantasy starter rest of season? I think he's a low-end number two running back rest of season. Okay. I I I think if I had a team that was four and one or five and zero, oh, I would trade Isaiah Crowell for Carrion. Ooh, wow! So that was yeah. I forgot to ask that with the buy low situations. Is Carrion Johnson a buy low? Is <laughs> Is he going to get there? He's averaging 5.7 yards per carry. He looks really good. I looked at their upcoming schedule. It gets kind of tough starting in like week eight, I think. But he's he's very talented. He's clearly the best guy there. Um, is he an obvious buy low, or are we are we? I, I'm concerned about the workload. Unfortunately, I, I think you, he's in a part of a group like Dalvin Cook is in that group. Um, Aaron Jones is in that group of guys that are absolutely 100% buy low running backs. But you can't buy low on them if you're two and three. You can only buy low on these guys if you have a good record. And and I would say conversely, if you're looking at the the carry on Johnson owner or anybody that's on a buy that needs to win now, now is the perfect time to go get those guys. Which running backs that were drafted fairly early, let's say Dalvin Cook, uh, Kenyon Drake, Alex Collins, I may be forgetting Fournette. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Leonard Fournette, yes, thank you. Which of them have you lost faith in? And that you think maybe the role's not there, the talent's not there, the situation, whatever it is, they are not by lows. They are just going to be busts. Derek Henry. Um, Drake. I think Collins probably. And Collins, those are the three. Like Freeman, Freeman and, excuse me, uh, yeah, Freeman, Fournette, and, and Cook are all injury related. You know, so there's still opportunities for them to deliver on whatever your expectations were. Like, I wasn't exactly over the moon for Freeman, but there's still a lot of production left for him to get to. And Fournette and Cook, if they get right, they could be, you know, serious difference makers for you down the stretch. Now, Cook makes me a little bit more nervous than Fournette does because we have a four-game sample size for him. And with this offensive line being what it is, I don't know if he'll get to the levels that we had for the expectations that we had for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still hopeful, but I don't know if it's realistic. Four games last year, three games this year for Dalvin Cook. Uh, one of them, he was pretty limited. He had 10 carries against the Rams. First two games of the season for Dalvin Cook, he did not run the ball all that well, but he did have 95 total yards against San Francisco and 90 total yards at Green Bay. I don't know that we can – well, we certainly can't expect 50 receiving yards a game, which is what he was getting. 
I don't know how involved he'll be in the passing game when he comes back. But yeah, Cook, I mean, Cook is like, just, people are so disappointed in him and a huge swing for the fences kind of guy. I guess we still have 11 games left, you know? I mean, in the season. He could have seven great games to end the year or something like that. Would, absolutely. Would be absolutely. You know, and, and like Dave, Dave's right in what he says about how Minnesota's become a passing team. It's, it's almost by default because of how the games have gone for them and what the offensive line has been, et cetera. But, uh, they'll be able to run the ball if he's, if he's right. I mean, they were, they were trying to in week one. He gave and, him 14 carries. I think it's the most carries of a Vikings running back this season. And maybe he will be involved in the passing game consistently. So that's Cook. All right. So I'm sorry. The, the guys that are no longer by lows, they're just stayaways. Derek Henry, Alex Collins. Did you say Kenyon Drake? How do you feel about Kenyon Drake? I think he's a stayaway guy. I mean, if you get him cheap, it's, it's not a bad move to explore, but there's nothing to say. I have to get Kenyon Drake right now because I see this coming for right. him. Okay. You know, it's, it, Frank Gore's out to, I carried him three games in a row. So he says Isaiah Crowell is a sell high, is a sell high. Jamie, what do you got? Uh, Deshaun Watson. We have a first glimpse of injury with him. Has a chest problem. You know, so yeah. with you have Stafford and Breeze on a bye and he's been, you know, better fantasy wise than he has probably in reality. I try and sell him if you can. Okay. But I probably say that about a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Eric Ebron, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Eric Ebron is the number two tight end in non-PPR, number four in PPR. He has the third most red zone targets in the NFL. That's wonderful. Uh, but Jack Doyle will be back at some point. He does not. It's hard to tell which tight ends have good schedules right now. It's really difficult to look at the fantasy points allowed to tight ends and decide which teams are good at it, which teams are bad. Because some teams like the Jets, for example, that's Ebron's opponent this week. They like the third fewest fantasy points tight ends. They haven't faced anybody. Um, anyway, my theory on Ebron is like, Luck's throwing 120 passes. T.Y. Hilton will be back. Jack Doyle will be back. Um, this is the time if you're going to sell Ebron to sell him. Then again, the other, the flip side is he might just be like a top eight to ten tight end rest of season, no matter what. Uh, what do you think about Ebron? I think it depends on what your scenario is because there are probably a handful of leagues that have that Ebron owners that have Ebron owners that um, may have a uh, a similar tight end or or maybe somebody better. Like you may have picked him up as a second guy. Yep, I'll give you an but, example. I mean, I have I was going to try to trade Ebron. I have Ebron and Jordan Reed. I think in two leagues, but I don't feel comfortable enough with Jordan Reed to make the trade. Agreed. But there may be something that you can get that could help your roster in a, in a different way. And you, you obviously don't believe Jordan Reed can turn things around. I, I no, think I, you, I, you, you I, and I probably believe that he can, right? I believe he can. I just, yeah, I think he can. I, I don't, I, I mean, I'd rather have Ebron than Jordan Reed. I, I would too, but I think if you can get, like if you could turn Ebron into starting receiver, starting running back or, or, you know, piece that will help your lineup, you know, it, it eliminates you from carrying the two tight ends and the hope would be that, that he turns around, you know, Trey Burton's probably another guy that, that's in a similar situation who hasn't had a, a great season so far, but you know, you can, you can hope that he, you know, starts to get going a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad move to sell Ebron if you're turning him into, you know, tight end that's capable because you don't want to create a hole in your lineup. The, the problem with trading a tight end of his caliber is you're creating a hole most likely. Like I've been trying to trade Zach Ertz, but I have to make sure I get a tight end back. And so it would be trading for Jordan Reed or trading for Trey Burton or trading for, you know, Kyle Rudolph. Um, to get two starters out of it. That's that's one uh, move I try to make. I got another one that um, just looking at it made me think Juju. So high on Juju. Think so? Well, when Le'Veon comes back, like just think about how the game unfolded for him this past week. He was, he was productive. Score a touchdown. What do you have, four catches for 30 yards? 39 yards, I think it was. Uh, did he score a touchdown? He did. Remember he gave birth to the football? Oh, yes, he did. He did, yes. But the targets were down for him. It was Antonio Brown's big game. James Conner was was really involved, and that's kind of how you could see that happening with with Bell if he's if he's back. And I'm not saying you're giving Juju away for nothing, and and you know if that's the floor, you'll take that all day long. But the ceiling was was pretty special early in the season, first few weeks. Yeah, and he's I'd rather I'd, have Juju or a Rams receiver. Um, I think they're kind of similar. So if I can get something in return. Like that for Juju and maybe something. Like I don't want to, I just don't want to, I don't want to swap receivers right. one for the other, you right. know, because that doesn't necessarily do anything for me. But if you're looking at a receiver needy team and you may need running back help, I, I would explore that. I, I don't think it's going to be bad for Juju. I just wonder if, you know, McDonald's had some moments. Obviously Antonio Brown, we haven't seen the, the, the 
consistent heights of him. He had the big game this past week, but it hasn't been there week to week. And you know what Bell is when Bell is part of it. And if they're going to get both running backs touches, maybe they both have productive games. Again, I'm not saying give Juju away, but I just wonder if there's a sell-high window here. I want to bring one thing up about the Steelers passing game while we're on the topic here. Uh, by the way, like uh, Juju's probably going on paternity leave, so he might miss a few <laughs> weeks. Um, they only have four home games left in the fantasy season because they have five home games left on the year. One of them is week 17. Now, if you listen to this podcast, if you play fantasy football, you probably know Ben Roethlisberger is significantly better at home than on the road. So where are their road games? At Cincinnati, at Baltimore, at Jacksonville, at Denver, at Oakland in week 14. That might be great. And then at New Orleans in week 16. So weeks 14, 15, and 16, the playoffs, two of those three are on the road, but they're at Oakland and at New Orleans. He might be able to take advantage of those matchups. But I do think that just as a general statement, they've got four home games left before week 17. A little scary if you are if you are sitting there with Roethlisberger and you think, I'm going to start him every week. That's more so for him, though. I don't think the receivers necessarily suffer as much. Okay. All right. Um, and then, uh, any, anybody else buy low, sell high? I got to buy high. Sony Michelle, I, I totally buy Sony Michelle, guys. I think he's going to get a ton of work. He's going to score a rushing touch. I wish he were more involved in the passing game. He has one catch in his last two games, but I, I don't know. Just off the top of my head, I feel like I'd have a tough time finding 12 running backs I like better than Sony Michelle. In PPR or non-PPR? In non-PPR, I guess. Yeah, no, he he looks awesome. He's a borderline top twelve running back in non PPR. In PPR, he really takes a hit. He, does he though? Because like, who who jumps him in PPR? That like, Naheem Hines. You know, like Naheem Hines is actually like the fifteenth best running back in PPR. But we'll take Michelle over him. I, David Johnson. I'd rather have him than Michelle in in PPR. You would not in standard though. I don't know about that. Okay, because that's because that means still that I'd rather have James White in PPR. Yeah, that's one. That's one that comes to mind for sure. Anyway, we buy Michelle, right? He's not a sell yeah. high? No. Okay. Here's a fun stat. Jared Cook leads the NFL in targets inside the 10-yard line with nine. He has nine targets inside the 10-yard line. He's caught seven of those targets inside the 10, but he scored just two touchdowns on those seven catches. Jared Cook, just thought I'd throw that out there, the leader in t- in targets inside the 10-yard line. Does that stat tell you anything? Only two touchdowns on seven catches. It helps explain part of the reason that Carr hasn't thrown a lot of touchdown passes this year. He's not throwing the ball into the end zone. I guess not. He must and leave. Jared he must... Cook's catching, lumbering inside the five, and then Marshawn Lynch is running it in. <laughs> he must have a lot of almost touchdowns, that Derek Carr. Uh, who do you like rest of the season, Carr or uh, rather Ebron or Cook? Ebron or Cook? Ebron. I'm going to say Cook. Does anybody look at a team with Jared Cook and say, ah, I got my tight ends figured out, I'm good? Probably half. I mean, do you guys, like, if you had Jared Cook, would you feel safe, comfortable? I'm not actively looking for another tight end if I have Jared Cook. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't be actively looking, but I wouldn't turn down any, like, if somebody offered me one of the top three guys for Cook and a player, if I had depth at other spots, I would make that trade. Are you actively looking for tickets, guys? Sure. Yeah, always. Yeah, I gotta see the, uh, the Red Sox and the ALCS. Who are they playing? They playing the Royals? <laughs> or are you going to the MLB draft? I assume they're playing the Astros. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, let's let's go to the game then. How about that? Let's use SeatGeek to get there. SeatGeek will get you tickets to sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You want to save two things in life. You want to save time. You want to save money. SeatGeek will help you do both because it searches multiple ticket sites. You don't have to do that anymore. We used to go around and all these places. I used to look on Craigslist and this and that and all these stupid ticket sites where you think you're getting ripped off. You don't have to do that anymore. SeatGeek does all the work for you, searches multiple sites, brings in the results, grades every ticket based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And here's the best part, everybody. You get 20 bucks off your first purchase with our promo code. Our promo code is FFT. Get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase with the code FFT. My listeners are going to love it. I use SeatGeek all the time. I truly, truly do. It's the first place I go to when I need tickets, and typically it's the only place I go to. So, again, use the promo code FFT when you download the SeatGeek app and get a $20 discount on your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Tweet of the day number one from Heath Cummings. 
One quarterback has scored at least 20 fantasy points every week in a standard CBS league. That would be six points for passing touchdown. One quarterback has scored 20 points every week. Who is it? And I don't know the answer, Heath. And I didn't really take that much time to think about it, though. That's awesome. I'm glad that you don't know the answer. <sighs> it's not Breeze. It's not Cousins. It's not Brady. It's not Mahomes. It's not my boy Derek Carr. Is it Eli Manning? No, it's not Eli Manning. <laughs> Is it Eli no, Manning? I was just, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. There, there are like a dozen good quarterbacks you haven't guessed yet. <sighs> I have no idea. I really have. Deshaun Watson. There's a connection to Eli Manning. Philip Rivers. It is Philip Rivers. Yeah. And I think that, like, I was looking at quarterback scoring yesterday. There are 10 quarterbacks, I believe, averaging 25 fantasy points per game. That does not include Brady, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, a lot of good quarterbacks. There's just so many good quarterbacks. Brady's got to be right there, though, right? I think he's at 23, 24. Yeah, because he had the dud against Detroit. (sighs) Well... Good stat, Philip Rivers. He's going to come up later in the show, so we'll get to that. Tweet of the day number two uh, from Yanri. Just woke up from a dream that I was playing squads in Fortnite with Heath, Dave, and Adam. I've never played Fortnite. That's a weird Dave, dream. Dave has, and he's terrible at it. I, I, I play, and I'm really bad at it. But we're both a lot better than you. Oh, yeah. Well, Jamie wasn't even in the dream. Jamie didn't even get to play Fortnite. I've never Yanri. played it either. Yeah. Do you like it, Heath? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, we were talking about Goldeneye, and it's kind of like a newer version of Goldeneye. Oh, well then I Except should. online, playing against a hundred people. I should probably play it then, because Goldeneye is, is the best. You know what else is gonna be great? The Friday night tailgate! If you live in the New York City area, you should definitely go check out the Friday night tailgate. Um, the information is as follows. November 9th, it's a Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, at the PlayStation Theater, in the heart of Times Square in New York City, 7 p.m. on Friday, November 9th. Dave, Jamie, and Heath will all be there. I will not be there, unfortunately. Who else is going to be there? People that are much more important than Dave, Jamie, and Heath. How about James Brown, Phil Sims, Bill Cower, Boomer Siason, and Nate Burleson? So, you know, the NFL Today crew, they're going to be at this event. If you're in New York City, please check it out. It is Friday, November 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can email me, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, and I can give you more information. But you'll get a chance to meet some of these guys, ask some fantasy questions, hang out with the guys, and uh should be really fun. CBS All Access is how I watch my CBS games, my local CBS games. CBS All Access. Go to cbs.com slash NFL and get a free trial. You can watch on your mobile device. And check out Sportsline if you want some gambling uh, content, some gambling advice, if you want some fantasy projections, if you want some injury updates, stuff like that. Sportsline's a great tool for you. It's $10 a month, which is really, really inexpensive for something like this. And if you want it for just $1 for your first month, go to sportsline.com slash join and use the code FANTASY. Here are your news and notes. Jamal Charles is back. The Jaguars signed Jamal Ch- Charles. Uh, are we adding Jamal Charles? No. No, this is – there's two things that are relevant to this. Neither of them have to do with Jamal Charles. One, this is not great news for how soon we think Leonard Fournette's coming back. Two, TJ Yeldon's going to be an absolute monster until he does. Yeah, I don't think it has really much to do with Fournette, to be honest with you, because they lost Corey Grant. Yeah. So they needed they needed somebody regardless. That's true. They also uh, signed a kid off Denver's practice. I think it's Denver. Uh, David Williams. Um, keep an eye on him, just in case. Oh wow, Heath just tweeted, just texted me a great stat. You could have just said it on the air, Heath. No, well, I thought it was. I thought you would use it later in the week. But now that you've talked about it, yeah, go for it. Um, okay, I'd be glad to. Patrick Mahomes faces the New England Patriots in his seventh career start. The last ten quarterbacks with ten or fewer career starts. 0-10, 9 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Against the against Patriots. Against the Patriots. That's uh, Dan Helley tweeting that, courtesy of at NFL Research. <laughs> fun, fun. Of course, Matt Patricia was not supposed to beat Bill Belichick and all that, so stuff happens, but that's good stat. All right, other stuff. Kansas City guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif is on IR with a broken leg. He could return later this year. Is this a big hit to Kareem Hunt? Doesn't help. Yeah, it's a small hit. He was really good on the screens. Kansas City safety Armani Watts is on IR. Evan Ingram was limited in practice. Are you guys ranking Evan Ingram right now? No. All right, we're previewing that game in a bit. Corey Clement practiced. We expect him to play, right, Thursday? Yes. Yep. Philadelphia has reached out to Buffalo about LaShawn McCoy, according to WIVB. 
Um, it's another thing that I wish I had mentioned yesterday. Like the Eagles could easily go out and make a trade. So, I think we said that. Oh, we did say that. Okay, good, oh. good. Because that should that should have been on your mind when you were making your fab uh, bids on Clement and Smallwood. Adrian Peterson is expected to play this week against Carolina. Are you going to start an Eagles running back over Adrian Peterson? Yes. Both I have of no them. No faith. No faith in Peterson. Yeah, I would. I would do that. Okay. Pittsburgh sticking with Chris Boswell. Greg Zerline could return this week. Seventy percent owned. Still time to pick up Greg Zerline. You might have to stash him for a week, but definitely should be a hundred percent owned. Don't stash kickers. I mean, I think it has to be an extraordinary circumstance where you just don't need anyone. But I would stash Greg Zerline if I, if I absolutely could. When's their bye week? Like week twelve or something. Uh, do you expect the following players? Lamar Miller. Yes. Dalvin Cook. Not as of now. Marlon Mack. Uh, he'll practice all week and not play. T.Y. Hilton. Hopefully, but doubt it. Randall Cobb. No. Geronimo Allison. Hopefully, but who knows? Greg Olson. Uh, hopefully, but who knows? Let's redraft the first round and then we're going to- I just made a trade offer if you're interested. Go for it. I offered, uh, Dalvin Cook and Allen Robinson for Julio Jones. Oh. That's, I would take Julio Jones in that trade, but that's okay. I offered, I made three Julio trade offers yesterday and none of them have been accepted yet. Well, I just while we were talking, got a on the block offer for somebody wanting to trade Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. So I'm one and four. I figured, let me just see what I can turn this thing around. All right, let's redraft the first round. By the way, I, I just need to tell everybody now, we're playing the feud in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys are excited about that. All right, first, who wants the first pick? PPR. We're doing a PPR 12 team draft right now. We'll go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. No snaking. I'll take the first pick. Uh, maybe we should snake. We'll snake. Heath, you get the first. No, I'll take the first pick since it's the easy okay. one. Okay. Todd, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. You're ta- What'd you say? So who has the second pick? Do you want that one too? You can have. Well, I think it's more important that you guys take the difficult picks. So I'll take Gurley. Um, Heath, you can have the second pick. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. I will take Melvin Gordon. Jamie? I'll go Zeke. Are we doing snake draft or no? How do you guys feel about this? Just pick. Go ahead. You have fourth. Uh, I actually had Saquon Barkley one spot ahead of Ezekiel Elliott in PPR, but that was Shocking. a tough one for me. So, okay, fine. Heath, who would you have taken third and fourth? What do you, so is it my turn now? Yes, okay. Gurley. I thought Jamie was fifth. No, Gurley, Gordon, Zeke, Barkley, and Heath is up. Wow. Heath? McCaffrey. Oh, over Kamara. All right. Uh, Jamie, you're up. Also, the reason I took McCaffrey is because he's already had his bye. Great point. It's a great point. Jamie? Uh, I'll take Alvin Kamara. Okay. I'll take Antonio Brown. I was going to take Antonio Brown over Alvin Kamara. You guys would or would not have done that? Uh, I would have. Uh, uh, actually, I would have taken Michael Thomas, who would be my pick now. Okay, Michael Thomas is going eighth. Uh, so, so far we have Gurley, Gordon, Zeke, Barkley. Does anybody have a beef with Barkley as a top four pick? He's in that range. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, McCaffrey five. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start the draft over. <laughs> McCaffrey five, Kamara six, Antonio Brown seven, Michael Thomas eight. So, I mean, I think the interesting thing is Kamara here. He has been number one in PPR. Um, we've got him sixth in this draft. I think I had him seventh behind, um, Gurley, Gordon, Barkley, Zeke, McCaffrey, Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, I mean, he is gonna be great. He's gonna be first round good, but Ingram is a thing and he can't Ingram be- was a thing last year and Camara was still pretty good. He was great, but he, he can't be the number one pick or the number two pick behind Gurley. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that should be the case, but this is the range for him. You know, four through eight. Okay. I, I think it's safe. All right, Jamie. So now I think it's a little tougher here. Who's nine for you? Here we go. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Oh, not what I expected at all. Wow. Le'Veon. Okay. Le'Veon Bell. I'll be optimistic. I did not even have him in my top 12. Heath, how about you? Did you? No. Um. All right. So I got the 10th pick. I will take <sighs> – I mean, I'll take a guy. He's not going to score as many points as some of the guys being drafted behind him, but I'll take Kareem Hunt. Just because running back is so bad, he gets 20 touches a game. 
This is the same mistake that we made before the season. Why? What's the mistake? I'll take DeAndre Hopkins. But, but like, in theory, like running back's gonna run out before wide receiver. So that's why I took Hunt over Hopkins. Not, not in this draft. Well, yes, in this draft. But if we were playing it out, you know. Alright, so Hopkins is 11. And well, I mean, it, we are getting to the back end of the first round where you're gonna look at a lot of receiver talent in the early part of the second. Right. That's true. So strategy would this say- This is not a snake draft. <laughs> strategy would tell you though, if you're picking, this is what, 10? Uh, no, 11. Well, I took, yeah, I took Hunt 10 and he took Hopkins. So Hunt 11. 10, so receivers still available at the time would be Hopkins. Beckham, Julio, Julio AJ, AJ, Beckham. All these guys. The two Vikings guys. And I'm probably taking two of those guys again. <laughs> yeah, but, Good but luck, again, he right. still has, he still, he's still gonna have somebody there. Yeah. Where the person drafting behind him may say, okay, I need to get receiver and running back. So I, I understand it. Yeah. And when I think, you know, if, if I had, DeAndre Hopkins and somebody offered me Kareem Hunt for him in, in PPR, it would just be a situation where it would depend on my team. But even though I know Hopkins is going to outscore Hunt, I feel like he will in PPR. I don't think that Hunt is necessarily less valuable. Um, Jamie, our last pick? I will take Julio Jones because the best nice. production is still in front of him. You know who I had 12? I had Adam Thielen. Actually, I had, uh, him, I had him 11. Uh, if you didn't make the mistake of taking Kareem Hunt, I would have taken Thielen here because you would have taken Julio ahead of me. I mean, Thielen's got 100 yards in all five games. He's got the most, I believe, the most targets and the most catches right so far. He's been awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. It's probably should have taken Mike Evans because he's already had his bye. I mean, but like, am I really gonna take? <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Am I really gonna take Thielen over Beckham and Julio? I mean, I think I am. Right? Do we have I to? I think you can make the argument in PPR. I would not in non PPR. Yeah, and I, I think David Johnson. It's like right there, right? Where would he go? Is he top 15? I think my next three or four picks would all be receivers, but then he's he's maybe the next running back. Le'Veon Bell 9, Jamie, huh? Well, I mean, just, <laughs> just for argument's sake, for discussion point. Well, yeah, so that's why I'm bringing it up. It's, it is if, he plays, if he plays from week eight on and is right, is himself, I mean, he could be the number one guy. We've seen that from him. It could be. That's a leap of faith. All right, we got I mean, a bunch we, of segments we, left. If we were actually doing this for real, I probably would try and get him in the second round more so than the first round. We got a bunch of segments left, um, and let's start. Let's do part one of the – screwed that up. Ready? Rewind it. Part one of the Fantasy Regulators. This is from Alonzo in Portland, Oregon. I am the commissioner of a 12-team PPR league. I have a dilemma. I need you to regulate. On Saturday prior to week five, Saturday prior to week five, someone offered their Emmanuel Sanders for Jay Ajayi. Uh. They gave, they wanted to give up their Emmanuel Sanders for Jay Ajayi on Saturday. On Sunday night after the games had ended, the Ajayi owner had noticed that Ajayi left the game with a knee injury and he accepted the trade. He gave up Ajayi for Emmanuel Sanders. No one said anything, so I assumed it was offered then. On Monday afternoon, it was announced that Ajayi suffered a torn ACL, and the Sanders owner, who initially proposed the trade, demanded that I cancel the trade. He didn't realize the trade was still on the table and thought it wasn't fair. This person is an avid trader but has recently had his second kid in two years, so I know that he doesn't go on and check things as much as usual. But I also think it was savvy of the Ajayi owner to accept the trade, especially since it was prior to the ACL tear news. We knew he had a knee injury. We didn't know the extent. I'm not sure if I'd reverse it had the injury not been season-ending. Do I say tough luck to the idiot moron and that he should have canceled the unaccepted trades prior to the game starting? Should I cancel the trades or should I kick them both out of the league? Regulate. Don't kick them out of the league. Yeah, he's joking there, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it comes down to if the Ajayi owner is willing to reverse the trade based on knowing that he kind of pulled one over on the guy. Otherwise, the guy left it out there. I mean, it's his fault. All right, I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Uh, we know what you would do. No, you don't know what you I would, would do. What do you, you think would I would do? Reverse the trade? No, I wouldn't. For sure. No, I wouldn't. 100 percent. No, I would Reverse the trade. No, I wouldn't. And they got one guy lost J.I. Jai, and that's not really fair. No, I so wouldn't. You should probably get somebody else put into his lineup. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. This is what I would say. I think if this trade was accepted after the ACL news, I would probably cancel. I would definitely cancel the trade because that's just I, you don't trade for guys out for the year. He accepted the trade when there was a knee injury. We didn't know the extent. And the, the owner who- It's still shady though. 
The owner who gave up Ajayi didn't protest until he found out that it was a season-ending injury. So You mean the guy that got Ajayi? Yeah, sorry, you're right. The guy who gave up Sanders and got Ajayi didn't protest until he knew it was season-ending. So I would let this trade stand. The trade stands. Okay, good, the trade stands. Let's all talk Eagles-Giants. But first got to tell you about another sponsor, awesome sponsor, really excited about Honey. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. It's two words, joinhoney.com slash FFT. Go there. This is so easy. Add Honey to your browser. I've done it for me. I did it for my wife. I've told my friends. It takes like two seconds, and this thing, Honey, is going to save you money. Here's what happens. You go on. You do your online shopping. There is an easy way to always get the lowest price. That is Honey. It's a free shopping tool that automatically saves you money by searching the Internet for the best promo codes whenever you shop online. For me, it's Chewy.com. Every time I go on Chewy.com and I look for my pet food, uh, Honey goes and scans for coupon codes. Uh, you get the best deals without even trying. On your favorite sites, Amazon, eBay, J. Crew, Walmart, Sephora, Expedia, and plenty more. Honey's already saved its 10 million members, an average of $28.61. So, I, I mean, this is such a no-brainer. It's easy to do. It takes, like, basically no time. It's free. That's why I use Honey, and that's why you should as well. And uh, it applies the biggest discounts Right at checkout. So what you're gonna do, you're like gonna go to checkout and then Honey's gonna say, hey, hold on one second, give me a minute, I'm gonna check for discounts, gonna scan, it's gonna find the right ones, and you're gonna get your money. You're gonna get the, some discounts there. So what you do is you go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. So simple, that's it. They don't do anything else really. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. Honey, the easiest way to save money while shopping online. Okay, Eagles at Giants. Level of enthusiasm for this game. Hi. Really? Yeah. How come? Low. low. How come? Yeah. I want to see the Eagles' offense start to look a little bit better. I want to see the Giants' offense take advantage of this matchup because the Eagles have been poor on the road. Played poorly on the road. They sure have. I also want to see the running back situation for Philadelphia. I also want to see Eli and Odell get on the same page. Yeah. Um, Odell and Barkley are on the same page. Which which quarterback do you like better here? Eli. Wentz. Eli over Wentz. So Wentz yep. has scored, what, 23, 24 points each of the last two weeks? Yep, and Eli's hit 23 and two of the past three. Yeah, and the Eagles, I mentioned this yesterday, they have been terrible against quarterbacks on the road. Only two road games, but it was... Two great quarterbacks, though. <laughs> Mariota and Fitzpatrick. Two, two, two Hall of Famers. Um, do you like either of them as starters? Eli Not as number ones, but I like Eli one spot ahead of Wentz. Yeah, I've got Wentz 13 and Eli 16, so they're both in that range where I wouldn't say they're must-starts or must-sits, but you're starting Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton over both. Those are the exact two names I was going to ask. Um, kind of interesting that you guys both have them ahead of Jared Goff. That is very well, interesting. That, 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 now, that's the game you have to play because if we find out that the receivers are going to play mm-hmm. for the Rams— uh-huh. Then you're starting golf over both those guys. At least that's how I would approach it. Okay. So yeah, it's a Thursday game, so it's kind of tough. And I would imagine most people will, will wait that out because of the reports that we have on the, on the Rams guys. So you'll see a rankings adjustment for me at least if we find out, you know, it, it's, it's the unfortunate game that we have to play as when we rank guys that deal with injuries right. that we may have golf ranked behind those guys when the game starts. Mm-hmm. And then come Friday, golf may move up a few spots. And I actually have golf ranked ahead of both of them right now. And oh, you do. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. You're not Dave. I was looking at Dave's rankings. Uh, all right, then so let's talk about the running no, backs. No, Heath would do zero dollar bids on that. <laughs> I would. Let's talk about a 77 percent owned Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood. How many leagues are you owned in Wendell Smallwood? I'm going to guess you're in the 50s. I think I saw it was the 40s, but you might be right. He is 59 percent owned. All right, who do you like better? How much do you like him? I like Smallwood better now just because he's been playing. But they're going to split touches. They're probably both better suited as flex options than starters. But I'll just lean toward the guy who's been productive the last two weeks while the other guy's coming back from a quad injury. But I'll say what I said yesterday. Long term, I think Clement is going to be the better of the two. I like Smallwood as a number, a low-end number two and Clement as a high-end flex. I would start both of them over Alex Collins. Deion Lewis, Latavius Murray, Kenyon Drake, Royce Freeman. 
I'm with you on all those, and I'd put both Redskins running backs because of the injury concern over both. And even if Peterson plays, I'd put him over Peterson. How about Marshawn Lynch or a Eagles running Love Marshawn Lynch this week. Yeah, I know I'd, you guys have I'd go high. Smallwood over Lynch, but Lynch over Corey Clint. Come on, man. Revenge game. How about Smallwood or Corey Davis? Uh, I'd have no faith in Corey Davis against the Ravens, so I would take both Eagles running backs. Smallwood. Smallwood or Tyler Boyd? Uh, Boyd would feel safer. I'd go Smallwood in non-PPR, Boyd in PPR. Is Darren Sproles going to play, guys? Does not seem like He's it. not practiced. Doug Peterson did say he's getting close. To me, that means he's probably coming back next week. Okay. Um, this is this is the Giants' march toward the NFC East, buddy. I I mean, honestly, if they win, the NFC East becomes in play. It's crazy, but they're not a good team. But they don't have a bad defense. Their defense is good. They, yeah, it's fine. It's a fine defense. They don't really make any plays. I don't know if they're getting Olivier Vernon back. He's supposed to be back the last three weeks. He never comes back. He's they, the Marlon Mack of defense. Yeah, they have no <laughs> pass rush. But um, but the Eagles' offensive line is vulnerable. The Giants have given up, uh, I think I said, nine fantasy points or more to a running back in all five games in non-PPR, something like that. They're they're not a bad matchup. Yeah, all five games. Twelve or more in non-PPR in four or five games. Not a bad matchup. They have allowed three receiving touchdowns to running backs. So that's that's more Clement than Smallwood. If Sproles is out. Alright, Alshon Jeffrey's really interesting. Uh, the Giants have been pretty good against wide receivers. And Janoris Jenkins is good. I think he's, I think he's gonna shadow him. Or at least spend a lot of time on Alshon Jeffrey. Start or sit? Sit. I don't particularly like Alshon Jeffrey, but I think it's a bad week for a receiver. Okay. So I'm probably starting him more than I'm sitting him. I would start Tyler Boyd over him. But I don't think there's not 25 receivers I want to start over him. I'd start 35 receivers over him. Wow. Ooh. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey's going to play well. No number one receiver has played well against the Giants lately. And guys that are a better caliber than Alshon Jeffrey. Hopkins had six for 86. That's the best game. I mean, Tavon he's Austin had a long Hopkins. touchdown, but yeah, he's not Hopkins. Michael Thomas had 47 yards. Devin Funches had 53 Thomas. yards. He's Funches, but yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a strength of the Giants' defense so far. And look, he got shut down by Xavier Rhodes last week. Two catches for 39 yep. yards on eight targets. Not that Jenkins is Rhodes, but he's you know baby Rhodes. Um, starter sit Nelson uh, sit Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Sterling Shepard or Alshon Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Shepard. Is Evan Ingram playing? Does it matter? I don't care. It 100% matters to me because I think Sterling Shepard gets five to six targets if Ingram plays. I think Shepard sees a lot of Jalen Mills. And it's so yep. funny, like, everybody in the world knows how bad Jalen Mills is. He's so bad. Um, all right, start Beckham. It sounds like Jamie likes Shepard more than Heath. But Heath, if Ingram doesn't play, do you really like Shepard? If Ingram doesn't play, you start Shepard. Corey Clement or Sterling Shepard? Shepard. It totally depends on if Ingram plays for me. Okay, Wendell Smallwood or Sterling Shepard? Smallwood. Shepard. All right. Any you hesitation? I love Eli Manning. I'm 13. Any hesitation on uh Barkley in this super tough matchup? No. He's had nothing but super tough matchups. <laughs> it's true. Um. All right. Zer- Ertz is a start. Beckham's a start. And uh, what if Ingram plays? Do you want to wait and see, or would you start him? Uh, I won't start him. I probably won't start him. It depends, though. Like, hopefully I've got Cameron Brait, Jordan Reed, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, one of those guys off of waivers. But if my only other tight end is CJ Uzoma, Uzama, Azuma, then I would start Ingram. How about, um, if you had Ingram or would you go with... Hey, Hooper! Hooper! I'd go with Hooper. I got a drop. I got a Hooper drop. That excited. That's good. Thank good you. Good job. Thank you. Alright, but maybe it's a situation where like if Ingram plays, you don't have to drop someone to pick up a second tight end, you can roll with Ingram. And the Eagles DST, they are the number 22 DST in fantasy, but they are facing a Giants team that allows the fourth most fantasy points. Two DSTs, they are eighth for Jamie and Dave, they are sixth for Heath. And that would be your preview of the Giants and the Eagles. Anybody have a prediction? Final score? Uh, Giants 2017. Eagles win 16 to 1. Eagles win. <laughs> Eagles win 20 to 14. And 
Let's play the feud. You guys have no excited idea how excited that Amazer is. We haven't played yet. It's week five. And I got the music now. All right. One of the worst feud players in the history. I'm your man, Adam Azer. Let's do it. Top five answers are on the board. Round one. Ah, God, I love the music. Top five answers are on the board. I want to know the NFL's passing yards leaders. Heath. Go ahead. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is incorrect. Awesome. Incorrect. Uh, Jamie, <laughs> your guess, sir. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's not your real, what are you doing? Come on. Ryan Fitzpatrick is <laughs> he not. He had 1200 yards in the first three weeks. So I, so I get a guess now? Uh, he, yes, he could get a guess now. Um, his three games didn't put him in there? No. <laughs> I will go with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger is the number three answer. Okay, uh, pass or play, Heath? Oh, I'll play. I'll play. We are obviously All right, very let's, confident. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so we're looking for the top five, the leaders in passing yards. We have number three, Ben Roethlisberger, off the board. Philip Rivers. Rivers is incorrect. One strike. Awesome. Oh, by the way. I will go with... Whoa. Five. This Blake four. Bortles. Blake Bortles. Oh, great guess. Not. I said not. He had not. 430 yards last week. He's on top five. What do you want me to say? Drew Brees. Drew Brees is number four. Jamie, how you feeling about stealing? Feel good? <laughs> I got a good one. Okay. Man, we, I have, this has been awful. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. So we got Roethlisberger and Breeze off the board. We have three more, including number one in passing yards. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is. All right, Jamie, you're up. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is correct. It's number two. Way to go, Jamie Eisenberg. All right, we need number five. We don't five. know who leads the NFL in passing. Is, so what we got? Two. Three, two, three, four, and five? four. Cousins, Roethlisberger, and Is Derek Carr? He's number five. Okay. Number one is Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Jared Goff. Seven yeah, no, I, 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 I really thought yards. it was Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is number 18. <laughs> um, who is your first guest? Mahomes is 11th. That's amazing. 1,500 yards. 302 per game. Jared Goff is throwing for 345.4 yards per game. He, he's not like really a buy low because he's a top five quarterback. But I mean, I personally would not be surprised if he's the number one quarterback in fantasy rest of season. Mister Golf, he is playing so well. It's just Gurley is killing his value with all these rushing touchdowns. But that's not going to change. Um, and Derek Carr fifth in passing yards, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. What does that mean to you? He's bad. Okay then. Um. I don't agree, but that's fine. All right, he's, uh, not, he's, he's not a great fantasy quarterback. Jamie gets the point. Top five answers are on the board. I want to know who has the most carries inside the five yard line. Heath. Heath. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. You suck, Jamie. Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is number two. Pass or play? That oh, was more fun to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Heath has become the new train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Heath, top five carries inside the five-yard line. Number two, Carlos Hyde off the board. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is the number one answer. I don't know why you guys didn't start with yes. that. but <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry. I only got number two. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Oh, I have to guess another one? I got number one. I thought I win. Uh, no, it's not how it works. Um, Three. Two. Buck Allen. Buck Allen, nice guess, but incorrect. So I have number one and I have number two. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Incorrect. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so what, what numbers are on the board? Three, four, and five. Okay. Gurley and Hyde are off the board. Top five carries inside the five yard line. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara! Jamie, your chance to steal and win the game. Except Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Wrong. Should have played. Number three is. Actually, we count. We go uh, from five to three. Number five is Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. 
Number four is Kareem Hunt. And number three is James Conner. Your top five carries inside the five-yard line. Todd Gurley, Carlos Hyde, James Conner, Kareem Hunt, and Alfred Morris. Quick fantasy analysis. I mean, that's certainly a plus for Alfred Morris, who's about to get more work. Yep. Yeah, it's not bad. It's also why I felt good about putting Kareem Hunt uh, ahead of DeAndre Hopkins in the— So you can watch the the screen pass go past him as he's standing inside the (laughs) button? Because they're arguably the best offense in football, and he gets a ton of carries inside the five. I think that's a good combination. All uh, right. Finally, uh, this is a this is a double round. Winner of this round wins the game. We're tied, so the winner would win the game either way. How are we tied? Oh, yeah. No, Heath you did win that round. round. That's right. One. Heath wins that round. You win that one. Yeah. By by getting only Todd Gurley right and everything else. I, I wrong. got number two as well. I got one and two. I no, you two. didn't. He got two. We got Carlos Hyde. Oh, then you get, let me play. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Top seven answers are on the board in the tiebreaker round. Top seven. There's, there are ties. Uh, top seven red zone targets leaders. Heath. Heath, go ahead. Jared Cook. Hey, you're right. You got, uh, number five. Uh, Jamie, you got a chance to get one through four. Cooper Cup. He's tied with Jared Cook for fifth. So, uh, Heath, pass or play? Oh, you get oh. Jamie pass or play? Uh, pass. <laughs> All right, Heath, go ahead. Everybody plays, by the way. Like that's the you always play. Go ahead, Heath, for the win. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is incorrect. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. That was a dumb guess. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is correct. Number three. We've got Ebron, Cook, and Cup off the board. So four more. Four more. Three, two, one. Odell Beckham. <laughs> two strikes. <laughs> Jamie, how you feeling? Feel good? I got one. I got uh, one. One of mine. <laughs> Heath, uh, give me the top red zone targets leaders. Red zone tar, so the guys that have got the most targets in the red That's zone. That's right, which is the 20 yard line and in. Alvin Kamara. The number one answer. Alvin Kamara leads the NFL in red zone targets. Nice work. Alright, we have two, four, and six left. Two, four, and six. I'm gonna give you five seconds here. Devontae Adams. Not a bad guess. Alright, Jamie, for the win. Juju. Number two answer! Way to go, Jamie Eisenberg. You have won the Fantasy Feud. Feel okay. good? Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Stupidest game you ever played. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot more on the show that we're not going to get to. So we'll save it for tomorrow. Here's the deal. A lot of emails need to be read and haven't been read. Tomorrow, going to do kind of a mailbag. It's already in the notes today. Didn't get to him. Um, let's do this real quick. Grade the trade. I'm giving you like a minute for this segment. Then we'll finish with regulators. This is from Simon. Half PPR. Give John Brown and Amari Cooper. Get Robert Woods and Ricky Seals-Jones. John C-. Brown and Cooper for Robert Woods and Ricky Seals-Jones. He says C-. minus. Um. Basically, would you give up John Brown and Cooper for Robert Woods? Because Seals-Jones is whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say B, because you're getting the best player. Gus from the home of the garbage plate. I don't know what that means. Uh Dear Jake, Ricky, Willie, and Lou. You guys better get that. That is Major League. That is Major League. Give Larry Fitzgerald and Royce Freeman. Fitzgerald and Freeman get Corey Davis and Dalvin Cook. A plus. That's a great one. Ryan in Chicago, half, te- half PPR. Um, I'm the Fournette owner. I'm one in four. I give up. Crab, tr- uh, I give up Zach Ertz. I get Yeldon and Demarius Thomas. I have Cameron Braid on my bench. So he owns Fournette. He gives up Ertz for Yeldon and Demarius. D. I would also say a D. I, I, I would actually give it a B because he's one in four. Like, you got I don't know who his other running back would be. Well, he needs to start Yeldon. He's got Fournette. I understand, but he probably has other running backs on his team. I, I would look to see if you can get something else for Ertz because there's probably somebody else in your league that would take 
Ertz that's true. and give you something better. The, the guy making this trade and getting Ertz, giving up Yeldon and Demaris, that's a great job. Pick on pick on the one and four team, you know? Like that's a good idea. Anthony and Tacoma, give up David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell in standard scoring. David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell get Kareem Hunt and Adam Thielen. Um Hey. Hey. Okay. Now it's time to regulate. Fantasy Regulators Part 2. This is from Chandler. Chandler says, I'm in a super competitive 16-team league. Players are scarce. The league employs a coach position. The coach position is kind of like an NFL pick'em. The coach can score 10 points if the team wins or 0 points if the team loses. Then, based on margin of victory, the coach can either gain additional points or lose additional points. So if your team gets blown out, your coach can actually give you negative points. Uh, this past week, I had Trey Burton and Coach Nagy on a bye. And given how hard it is to find players through waivers and how short our benches are, I couldn't justify giving up two legit players that I'll need throughout the season just to pick up one-week fill-ins that probably won't help anyway. So I went into the, the week two positions down. And what happened? We tied. We freaking tied. But here's the kicker. According to league rules, the tiebreaker is whoever gets the higher coach score. He started Matt Nagy as his coach. He got a zero. His opponent got a negative one. And his opponent's all fired up. He's arguing that he should still win because my coach didn't register any score. Not that his score was zero. What do you think, other than that the coach position is stupid? Tiebreakers are stupid. But I will give (laughs) – you get the win here. You got a negative one that is worse than zero. It's worse than nothing. It's negative. It's awful to have tiebreakers. Okay. Well, I don't agree. With, I don't disagree with any of that. So, but yeah, of course you win. Tell that guy he's a baby. Unless he listens to the show, then he's a wonderful person. Tom from a little city in Colorado. Um, on Tuesday, myself and another owner completed a trade. I gave up Eric Ebron, uh, and got James White. Both owners agreed to the trade on Tuesday. Both players played on Thursday night. Oh, this really makes me so mad. So he gave up Ebron. He got James White. They both played on Thursday night. At game time, the trade was still pending league approval. I tried to put Ebron into my flex, but Yahoo wouldn't let me do it since the trade was still pending. I was not able to play either guy on Thursday night, James White or Ebron. They were involved in the trade. I ended up having to play Baldwin as my flex. On Friday, the trade was approved by the league. I asked the commissioner to put White in my lineup. She put it to a league vote, and the league voted no. If I had played White or Ebron over Doug Baldwin, I would have won. Do I have any recourse? Yes. That's that's ridiculous. It's awful rules, and this is why you shouldn't have trade reviews. But even if you do, I mean, it shouldn't hold up. If if you say to the—what you should say to the league is, here's what my lineup is once the trade is processed. Make it very obvious. Right. But at this point, I don't think you have any recourse. You, you lose. I disagree. I, I what, say, I say. You, as commissioner, you would go back in and put the guy in the lineup from well, Thursday night. Alright, alright, alright. I think, I, I don't know. Because if I had been the commissioner originally, I would have put White in his lineup. You know, I would have done that. But I mean, realistically, who would have benched Eric Ebron or, or James White? Well, maybe benching Ebron for Baldwin wasn't the worst idea. Like, yes, it was. Okay, you guys guys had it ranked that way, but I don't. I think he's Doug Baldwin. You know, like I, I don't think that's crazy. Trump benching White for him would have been. No, I mean Baldwin's been terrible. All right, so James, so if he didn't, I think that if you, sir Tom, did not say explicitly to your league, "Hey, I know the trade's still pending. I want this guy in my lineup," then you have no recourse. If you did make that clear beforehand, you still have no recourse. The league's voted. I guess at this point, yeah, it's it's too late. But going back retroactively, I think you should have been able to, but it's just too late now. All right, this is from Dan. Dear Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston, it's a 10-team league, one keeper. Draft kit picks can be traded up to one year in advance. Should there be a maximum on how many first-round picks can be traded to a manager? Example, one guy just had a fire sale. He now has Aaron Rodgers as a keeper and four first-round picks, including his own. Should this be regulated starting next season to ensure balance? Yes. You think so? Yeah. No, I don't think so. But I am open to hearing the reason why it should be. Well, I mean, you're just going to have people, when they get out of it, they're going to just take on all these draft picks, and it's going to be a back and forth every year of somebody being great, somebody being terrible, somebody being great, somebody being terrible. 
So what's the what's the limit on the number of picks that you should be able to have? I don't know if there's a good answer for that. Yeah, the good answer is there's no limit. I, I think that is also the good I answer. I wholeheartedly disagree with Mr. Eisenberg. I am on I team, guess. team Heath. <laughs> uh, should we do one more? Sure. All right, let's do one more. Get the music going. Nick, a.k.a. Bubble Guts. Mount up! I'm in a 12-team super deep league. It's 30-man rosters with IDPs. It's Dynasty. I put in two waiver claims last week for Mike Davis and Kiki QT. Wednesday morning, I woke up to see that not only did I lose both of my waiver claims, but I lost them both to the same team. That's stupid. Apparently, the commish set up the waivers in a really weird way when he set up the league years ago. I was not a member then. Whatever your waiver claim number is for the week stays the same for the entire week. It does not kick you to the bottom slot once you use that claim. This could, right? Isn't this terrible? This could possibly cause someone to throw week one in hopes of picking up every unexpected week one standout. It was noticed earlier in the year by another owner, but not made public. I obviously noticed it last week and put the commission on full blast in true Heath style in our Facebook group. It will be voted on next year, so there isn't a whole lot that can be done about it now, but I would appreciate you guys letting Brad and Sean know that they are horrible commissioners and should kick themselves out of the league for making such a stupid rule. Listen, Brad, Sean. Sean, yeah. I, I've dealt with a lot of bad commissioners, some commissioners that just do not care at all and some commissioners that care way too much and go around fixing people's scores the week after to help them with their lineups. I didn't fix a score. This is... So terrible. You should be fired from your position as commissioner. And the honor, the only honorable thing to do is to step down and admit your incompetence on the said Facebook page. I, I don't know about stepping down, but admitting your inco- incompetence would go a long way. I am so hungry. I have this amazing sub in the refrigerator and I just cannot what wait kind, to eat what it. What kind is it? It's got, oh, I don't I, know what I you're go going to say. I knew it. I knew it. Well, Heath, for your benefit. It's got breaded chicken. Heath's gone. For everybody out there, it's got breaded chicken, prosciutto, roasted red peppers, mozzarella cheese, and maybe something else. And I can't wait. It's been regulated, baby.